Hey, welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show, proud partner of HuskerHype.com. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. So in this episode, surprisingly, we have a lot of Husker news to get into. We're also going to revisit Darren Erstad and the Husker baseball team. And then we're going to talk about the Supreme Court decision to overturn the federal ban on sports gambling. Uh, but first, player news. Uh, outside linebacker Breon Dixon, transfer from Ole Miss. He's been declared eligible for the 2018 season. We kind of suspected as much uh, based on the ruling for Shea Patterson at Michigan. Tyler, what does this mean to that position group and to the defense this year? Well, I think to the position group, you automatically get a guy that's going to compete for a starting job. I think you look at that position, um, you know, that cat linebacker, I think you're really looking at him and Alex Davis now competing for that number one spot. Now, for defense as a whole, um, you know, that's yet to be seen. I mean, he was a highly recruited athlete coming out of high school, but, you know, I, I don't know if you're necessarily looking at this guy as he's going to be this ultimate difference maker at defense. So I think it's a good addition, add some depth at a depth at a position. But at the end of the day, I, I don't necessarily see it necessarily moving the number on our defensive rankings. Derek, do you think this is a guy that's going to be in the two deep? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's not a starter by season's end. I think this guy really? could. I think this guy could be the difference in possibly one game. Give us an extra win throughout the year. Woo! That's, that's a that's pretty bold. I mean, you, so do you think that with him being an extra win, do you think that makes him right away one of our two or three best defenders? It's a, it's a good possibility. The guy's athletic as hell. He's exactly what the staff is looking for. I mean. He look, he, he, other than his mental mistakes in the fall starts in the spring game, he looked phenomenal, really. And now they're going to yeah. be able to practice this guy like he could be a starter rather than not knowing and having to kind of split time with somebody. I, I think this is huge for this defense right now. I really believe this is huge for this defense. That I hope it matters that much by the time the season kicks around because that could definitely be exciting right there. Uh in other news, uh, we also lost a wide receiver due to a transfer on Monday. That would be Kean Williams, one of our four returning scholarship wide receivers with a catch in Division One in his career. Uh, we talked about this last week, Derek. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think it changes much. I, I he I don't know if he was going going to really be a factor in this offense the way it was. It's a shame. I hate to see the kid go. He seemed like a good kid. He seemed like he worked hard. And, and I, he, he's just getting buried on that depth chart. And you got Jerron Woodyard, who has now had a 3.25 GPA coming out of community college. So he's going to be eligible to play next year. And you got Mike Williams, who's playing, who looked pretty good in that spring game. And you got Tyjon Lindsey, who looks like he could possibly be a uh, multi-position player. And it, there's just a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart. And you can't blame the kid. I, he, he, he wants to play. And if I was a senior... So would I. Tyler, should we be worried about what this does to our depth? Um, I, I don't love it. I mean, I, I think Keon Williams, I was a little bit higher on him than a, a couple other people. I think he had a shot to um, 
make it in the top six or seven wide receivers. And while that may not sound that impressive, um, I mean, th- we're going to be playing six, seven, eight wide receivers. So, I mean, he's a guy that I expected to get some playing time this fall. Uh, you, you, you're now going to be replacing him with a walk-on. He seemed like a high-character guy in the locker room. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think this is going to make a big difference at the end of the year. But now, all of a sudden, you get an injury or two at that wide receiver position. We're looking very thin going into the fall. So, I think that that depth definitely can make a factor. The most important thing about this is he did receive his degree, so he will be a Husker for life. So I think that's really cool for him. So we wish him the best. Hopefully he lands somewhere where we get to watch him play. Uh, but there's also more Husker news to report this week. Talk about a like a busy off-season week, I guess. Uh, it was announced today that due to academic reasons, running back sensation Maurice Washington – He'll look to apply for an academic red shirt for the upcoming situ- season, which will bar him from competition. Uh, and also offensive tackle Willie Canney. He's going to be finishing up some academic requirements himself, but the coaches hope to have him in Lincoln by the time fall camp starts. So, Tyler, is there a story here with either of yeah. these two guys? Well, I think the, the bigger story is Maurice Washington. I mean, you know, I don't know where he would have fit in the depth chart this year, but whenever I hear this academic – issue you just worry if they're ever going to figure it out um you know that that's really the concern so you you hope he does because the kid is a hell of a talent um again i don't know where that was going to factor into this year but yeah i mean you really really hoping for future depth that this kid gets there Derek, you know i don't know i i can't as far as i'm concerned with him he was probably most likely going to redshirt anyway but I, I guess my thing is this: this is the crappy thing about doing a podcast and having to deliver news this time of year. Because if you're giving news out this time of year, it's usually bad news, and and that, yeah. and, that and that's the crappy part. But you know what, uh, Maurice Washington, it sounds like he got in a little bit of trouble. I don't know exactly what happened there in Texas, but he got expelled from school, and now he's going back to California, and he's going to try and graduate there. Uh, his mom says that he, she sees him coming to being, being here by June or July, possibly. I've heard other reports where it sounds like maybe August, either way, he's probably not going to play this year. I think that kind of stings a little, uh, we talked about running backs being a problem, or at least in my opinion, were a little bit of a problem to begin with, without, or even with him coming in. And now you don't get him. I. It seems like it's, it's going to stretch a little more thin than you wanted it to be. So, do you think that there's going to be maybe more of an emphasis at putting Miles Jones at the running back position this fall, or do you think they're going to move him around? Anybody? I don't think. I don't think it changes anything. I think uh, they, as far as Miles Jones goes, I don't think it changes anything. I think they had intended on putting him at both positions to be regardless, and I don't think this news changes that i think they're going to still put him at wide receiver slash running back okay yeah i tend to agree with Derek. i think that and i i'm not really necessarily convinced that miles jones is going to see a lot of playing time this fall anyway i think you you might see it now with obviously with maurice washington and now keon williams both not being there there's obviously a little bit more need of depth but um i think at wide receiver 
and that he he was going in a little bit on the lower side of that. So I, I don't know if that's really going to affect how they play him. All right. Well, uh, let's get into some Husker baseball. It's been a while. Uh, the Huskers, they'll wrap up the season this weekend against Illinois. Uh, the Huskers, they just won or lost a series to Indiana this past weekend and are currently sitting at 10th in the conference. Uh, we need to be in the top eight just to make the Big Ten tournament. So to do that, we'll need to sweep Illinois and get some help along the way. So my question to you is, does Darren Erstad need to make the Big Ten tournament this year, Derek? I hate to be that guy, but I've always been a Darren Erstad fan. I really have. Uh, you know, but yeah, he does. You can't, you can't go from winning a Big Ten championship to not making the tournament from one year to the next. I understand there were some injuries, but injuries isn't even what has seemed to kill this team. The defense has been atrocious. The bats have been inconsistent at best. And, I mean, pitching has struggled, but we expected that with all the injuries. So, yeah, I, th- I think between that and the pull in Alta Villa after that home run with the bat flip, and I, he's just not making a good name for himself right now. And he's, he's really hurting himself more than he's helping himself, I think, at this point. Tyler? Yeah, I, I've never been a huge Darren Erstad guy, but I'm going to go on the other side of this. I don't think he does. You know, there was an article written this week out of the Omaha World Herald talking about what realistic expectations for Nebraska baseball are. Um, I, I've been to the school there. I, I've seen it. Um, you know, my freshman year was Alex Gordon's senior year. That was probably the height um, or one of the heights of Husker baseball in the last 20 years. It's not a big-name sport. Darren Armstrong had her first men's conference championship last year in a long time. I think that he deserves another year. And I think Bill Moose is treaded that way. I mean, all of his comments are making it sound like he's going to keep Darren Nurstad. I think he's going to get another year. And, you know, based off last year, he probably deserves one. I don't see him ever being the guy that turned it around. I just have never liked him as a coach. I just, I think he makes a lot of these decisions that seem like very old man baseball when you're trying to get college kids. I, I just, I, I don't see him turning around, but I think we're going to be with him for another year. I don't know how long his contract uh, is good for. Do you guys? I don't, but I don't think he gets paid much anyway. I think he came back kind of as a charity event to put to come <laughs> to Nebraska. Well, it's probably the most we could. We're paying off like three head coaches right now for football. I, I mean, let's give a little bit of money well, where we can. Not, so. We're only paying two coaches, paying them off. We're paying one that's current, but. Okay, so three, we have three coaches for football. <laughs> and a lot no, of I mean, but, to go along with that. But, but what a disappointing year this has been for Husker baseball. I mean, I think we remember doing the podcast at the beginning of the year. When we were talking about the expectations of the year, we were thinking we had a shot to be in top three. And I think that injuries aside, I mean, I think you look at this and say, this was a big miss of the season. It really reminds me of that year after Tim Miles had a really good year making the tournament. And he just laid a dud. And and I know I, I, it sucks because it would have been fun to really root for Husker baseball this spring. But I, I it hasn't been much of a factor in my household. That's a, that's you know, a lie. I, I, Tyler does not like Husker baseball at all. Matter doesn't of fact, like he doesn't baseball. even like it when we talk about it on the podcast. So he's a lion. He is a liar, okay. liar, liar. 
That, that's not true. I like Husker baseball as much as I like any college baseball out there. <laughs> He's not listening to any of it. I don't listen to any of it because college baseball, to me, I would rather watch heist. I would wa- rather watch a Little League World Series because at least those games are a little bit entertaining. Like college baseball to me is until you get to the college world series is not an entertaining game. And you know what? I'm not alone. Cause good luck trying to watch big 10 baseball anywhere. No one plays it. Cause no one will watch it. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, there's some truth there. I think I've watched more sec games this year than uh, Nebraska games. That's cause you're uh, sec Homer. Right, that's well, not it's true. It's cause all. the sec's on TV. Yeah, and it's better baseball. But you know, as going back to the Nebraska, Hus- you know, Cornhuskers, I used to, I would enjoy listening to their games on the weekend. Yeah, I, I would just have it on in the background. By two thirds of the way into the season, I just stopped. It wasn't enjoyable, and I probably haven't listened to a game at least I don't know since ha- halfway through the season. It's unlistenable. I mean, I, I don't want to listen to it. I'm with you. I, I'm the baseball guy out of the three of us. I love baseball. Baseball is second to only football. I, I mean, baseball is just up there for me. And, I, and I've loved baseball my whole life. And I've quit listening to Husker baseball. I It's, it's become an, an, an unenjoyable. Is Darren Erstad the Mike Riley of college baseball? No. No. <laughs> Nobody will ever be that bad. <laughs> If Aunt, for Ant Erstad isn't that nice. That's, that's, true. that's true. Like he, he can he actually won a conference championship. Isn't that nice? Like there's nothing at all. Like he's like the Frank Solage maybe of <laughs> Nebraska. Like that might be a little bit better analogy. Okay, Fair but enough. with a with a worse winning record. Yes. <laughs> but Fair you enough. know what. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely has underachieved at Nebraska. I think, again, that article that came out talking about how weather and conference alignment has really taken us out. There is a lot that, of controversy that, that was, about that was, that was a bogus article. The weather hasn't changed in Nebraska that drastically. I mean, come on. When that, was, baseball that was just ever a been reporter coming up with excuses as to why we suck. I think it was a reporter saying what Nebraska baseball should be. And what Nebraska baseball should be is a pastime that maybe once a decade we get in the top two of a conference. I think we have overachieved mostly in baseball. I I just, I don't see Nebraska as a baseball destination. Um, There's a lot of talk about people leaving the state, but I just don't see it. I think that's all crap. I mean, we, we did quite well in the big 12. Then we go to the big 10 and we're just, you know, we're, 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 we're not to mention we expected to be one of the best because the Big Ten is not even great at baseball. Yeah, and, and as it turns out, we just probably have the wrong head coach to propel this program forward. If you look at the rankings, I was looking at them this week, and there's like five Big Ten teams that are getting votes in the top 25. Uh, I mean, that are either in the top 25 or at least getting votes. Uh, Minnesota and Michigan, they're having great years. I mean, there's so many teams that are farther north and it's colder, worse weather. They're putting it together. Why can't we? Tyler, you talk about Nebraska being the San Diego of the Big Ten. Wait, wait, when the hell have I said that? How And how drunk was I when I said that? You're always <laughs> drunk. 
Okay, but, but let's be realistic. Nebraska baseball, until last year, when we won a regular season championship, I mean, you have to go back to 2005 before we won one. I mean, it was not something where this has been a dynasty. I mean, that's our first conference title in baseball in 12 years. I mean, that was we have made three College World Series appearances. I mean, this is not something where we have been this dynasty. We had moderate success in the early 2000s. Um, and that's really what Nebraska baseball was, is that three- or four-year stretch. All right. So Debbie Downer over here, that's why I don't get all bought and bother, bothered that we've had like four conference championships in our school's history, and they all came in the early 2000s. I, I think the problem with that is we were on the upswing, and then Darren Erstad came around, all of a sudden we're back on the downswing. I think that's the problem with it. So if you're if you're a bottom dweller, you should just cope with it and just be you know just just let it go. You're, just, you're, just you've just always be been Duke. a bottom dweller. Just just stay there. You know don't don't have any expectations. Just well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying football. that. Just be the Duke I, of football. I, Come on. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you know I think Erstad hasn't necessarily massively underachieved compared to what his predecessors have done. Again, I think if Nebraska wants to make baseball a real thing, they need to go out and hire a real coach, not some alumni who is was a famous guy. I mean, he's I mean he's a great punter, great isn't, punter. Isn't that what but, we just did with football, kind of? Yeah, but he actually had done something at a coaching level. Like, was this Erstad's first coaching job? Like, I, I believe. I mean, I think he played. I think he, I don't know if he was a minor league coach or anything, but. I mean, this is kind of where it happened, but I mean, you take out the, the, the 2015 season, this guy has been in the top four of conference play. Um, you know, this year's bad, really bad. You're going to miss the tournament, but I just think you give him one more year and just see what happens. All right. What are the odds? He's here in two years. Oh, and I'm, 50. okay. I'm just using that as a segue to our next segment. Uh, <laughs> Yesterday, by a vote of 6-3, to three, the Supreme Court overturned the federal ban on sports gambling, leaving it to the states to decide whether or not to allow sports gambling within their state. So what does this mean? Is it good, bad, or does it matter? Tyler? Well, I think that is going to be really, really interesting to the world. Um, you know, I, I, am, I like gambling. I think it's good. I think um, you know, it's definitely something fun. I, I live in Colorado and I know there's a lot of people that believe marijuana destroys social structure. And I think people believe that gambling is going to destroy so, uh, social structure. I, I don't think it's going to have an effect on society. I think it's going to be fun that you should have easier access to it. And anyone who takes it seriously as a source of income has other issues. Um, so if you can't separate the two, don't do it. But I am all for this across the country. Derek? It doesn't affect me much. Uh, as I, Tyler, I do disagree with you on the uh, society part. I, I have a uh, relative who is a gambler addiction, has a gambling addiction. And so I've seen what it can do. And I think being legal. I do not. Making, making, making this legal, I could see where as a society where this is could be a slippery slope. And uh, I'm not talking about you, Justin. Sorry. I, I got your joke. <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, 
to, to me, this is just another way for the government to take more money from people. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. I, I, have, I have mixed emotions about this whole thing. The only thing I don't want to see is I don't want to walk into a stadium and have it turn into a uh, Fonner Park. Where if people don't know what Fonner Park is, it's a uh, horse track race where people are betting all the time. I, I don't want to walk into a football stadium and see that. I, I don't want to see it. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. The, the key thing here is it's up to the states to decide whether or not they want to move forward with it and to allow it. So they're just giving it back to the states. So those states that have casinos, maybe they want to allow sports books. Or if they have racetracks to allow sports books within those facilities, I don't think you're going to see a mad. You're going to see a mass uh, uh, sports book sites like in every shopping mall out there or strip mall. You're not going to see that. Maybe not and, at first, but give it ten years. No, there, there, there'll be the states will regulate it, just like there's not building casinos all over states. They're, they're zoned. I mean, you're, you don't see that for the most part. Well, and you, second, you, well, hang right. on. Second, there's people that want to gamble right now. There are tons of means by uh, to do it. You know, you can do the offshore accounts. So anybody that wants to gamble, they can. The only thing is the states uh, and the government, they're not getting any of that cut. So this is just another way that the government can take a cut of – uh, the gambling. It's always been there. It always will be there. So I, I don't know if it's going to be a huge impact. True, true. but I, but I will say this. As a non-gambler, I think it becomes more intriguing to gamble knowing it's legal than what I would have done. I, like, I've never gambled because it's illegal. But now that it's legal, I, I'm a little more intrigued into gambling. I mean, I'm not going to become a gambling addict, I don't, I, I don't think, but but at the same time, I'm, I'm a little more willing to maybe place a bet because it's legal. Well, you, you would still have to go out and do it. I mean, it's, I, I, I guess, again, I, I'm, I think the people that want to gamble, for the most part, are already doing it. it. It's not hard to find a bookie or website offshore to do it. I think now you can regulate it a little bit. Again, I, I'm with you, Derek. I don't want to walk into a stadium and see, oh, here's a bet. But you look at Vegas. It's not like that out in Vegas. You, you don't have a book inside of a, of a football stadium. Well, maybe you will with the Raiders. But, you do, I mean, it's not like the NASCAR you see these sports book. I think well, there, there I, will I be mean, they'll be out there. It'll be out there. But you, it's not going to change. it Now, again, maybe it will affect some people. But I just – I like gambling. I think it is fun thing to do. It makes games a lot more interesting. And I think you personally need to know what your limits are. And I am not for it, not to get political, the government coming in and saying, well, we know what's best for people and we're going to start regulating what they do. I think people need to know how to control their own lives. And that's really what they need to make sure of. Again, they're leaving it to the states to decide. So the government still has control whether it allow its citizens to move forward, you know, but it's not completely legal where, you know, uh, Donald Trump as a non-president can go out there and just start building a whole bunch of sports books. It's, that's not the way it'll work. Uh, do you guys have any concerns 
because uh, one of the things that I keep hearing on, on the radio uh, when they're talking is that they're worried about the integrity of the sport. Do you I, feel that? The, absolutely. Really? I think I think Tom Osborne said it best, and you know, if you have a twenty-four point uh, dev, or uh, point spread, and you're up twenty-one points in the fourth quarter, is that going to decide the factor of whether you put your second string in or not? Does it today? Uh, yeah, but today the, the point spread really doesn't matter. I, I don't see your point. I mean, whether it's legal in Nebraska or legal in Nevada in sportsbooks, that line still exists. There's still people uh, betting that line. Does it matter where they are? Well, I mean, I, I, th- I think what Tom Osborne was coming across was he would have people come up to him saying that, hey, you lost me $1,000 tonight. Of course, Tom Osborne's response was, hey, I didn't make the bet. Mm-hmm. Right, but but I I, I don't know I, I could see where it could become a slippery slope, and I could see where Tom Osborne's coming from on it. Well, I, I will say my concern on the integrity isn't from a coaching standpoint; it's from the kids. So you, you you're a basketball player, and you're a 13 point spread, and you have a friend in the class that says, "Hey, you know, I I'm going to make a couple bets out there." I just think that. It, it is going to be a lot more in their face than maybe it has been in the past. Um, it, it's not hard to start shaving a couple points here and there. Uh, but I don't necessarily think the athletes are going to go out there and start making wagers on their own games. And looking, I think it's going to be more equivalent to what you see in the NFL for fantasy football, where they're very much going to be more aware of how these things look and people in their lives that maybe have impact. Well, first off, I would say Pete Rose would disagree with you on that. Touche. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't, I don't but basketball, basketball is the one sport that worries me probably more than any other, because it's so easy to shave points and it's so easy to play, you know, to, to let up or it's, basketball is the one. And there's already been corruption. I mean, we we have an, a referee who's sitting in prison right now. For shape or for making bad calls and and doing what he did, I, I don't remember exactly what all he did, but I know there's a, there's one referee that's actually in prison for some of his actions when it came to gambling, and uh, so so I, I think basketball's or it's corrupt enough maybe the way it is, and I don't I don't know that legalizing sports gambling is going to help that sport. I think any corruption that happens that ever comes to light is only going to hurt people betting that sport. If they sense that it's corrupt, they're not going to bet it. And so when stuff like that happens, uh, but also does, but does that mean people lose interest and stop watching it too? It, it could. So and I think the, there's going to be an emphasis to that stop. Those sports could start dying off. I mean, but I, I still don't see that there's any difference today. Like, uh, Again, there's means out there to gamble if you want with offshore books or being in Vegas. So that point shaving would exist today. I don't think just making it uh, legal in the States is going to hurt that. Now in 10 years, who knows what the landscape of sports will look like with uh, the legalization of uh, gambling in a lot of states. 
I, I agree. With, I agree with you on that, and I think the immediate response is not going to be affected. My concern is the future of it. Like you said, ten years from now, who knows what it's going to look like? That's that's for future, Justin, to worry about. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll be dead about in ten years. <laughs> Let our grandkids fix it. <laughs> I just, again, I think that if people wanted to do it, I think they're doing it already. And I think, to Justin's point, I think that you look at ESPN, they put the spreads on the game. Um, you watch College Game Day, they have a guy who talks about what bets yeah. you should make. I mean, it's so much more prevalent now. And, and it, it's, again, is there going to be a little bit more chance for kids to maybe get involved? You have your roommate betting on games. There's there's things that could happen, but I, I just think that the actual game throwing and things like this will be – it's not going to destroy the sports. Yeah. Well, you I, know, I, when, I when, when the Bears started doing his whole segment of uh, bet the bank or whatever he calls it, I thought that was a slippery slope. I really did. I know Justin absolutely loves that segment because he, he, he's more of a gambler than I am, but I kind of thought that was a slippery slope. I And I think – that now that the Supreme Court is legalized, I, I just see, uh, I, I can see things going south really fast here. And you say I'm the old man that get off my lawn guy. That's what you sound like right now. Call me what you will. You got your business. All right, well, it's time to move on. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's Last Call, the segment where anything goes. We give our parting shot. No topics are off limits. Last call to you, Tyler. Well, the NBA playoffs are among us, and I love the NBA playoffs. But this year, I'm a little bit disappointed because there does not look like a team that can compete with Golden State. Um, I think the Rockets are the second best team in the NBA. Um, and last night's game proved there's not a shot. And Cleveland's down 1-0, and they are in big jeopardy of losing, going down 2-0 after tonight. Uh, a live cast of, as of now is 90-80, to 80, so if Cleveland wins by 15, that's the context at which I was saying this. But um, I, I think that you're looking at the Golden State Warriors probably sweeping the finals, and it's not going to be even competitive. I, I disagree. I Look... The Warriors looked phenomenal last night, but they're going to slip up. They'll lose a game or two. I, you're right. Golden State will probably be in the finals. But if they're playing the Celtics, I will dance a jig because I don't want to see LeBron ever again. Well, LeBron's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, but I think you're exactly right. It's Golden State's to give away. Uh, I didn't think that Cleveland had it in them to make it to the finals. And after this series right here, it's not looking great for them. You know, I haven't figured out this Cavs team yet, though. You know, they, they look terrible in the opening round, and then they go on to sweep Toronto. Now they're getting killed by the Celtics. I don't know. Justin, didn't you text us uh, before the series started that you had the Cavs in five or six? Was it five or Cavs six? Cavs in six. You know, you had, Cavs, you had Cavs in five. You had Cavs no, I said five. Cavs at six. No, I think it was five. five. I, think, I think Tyler said six. I went back and said, I think six. So right. I'm going to fact check while you guys duke this out. And you guys are going to be liars. <laughs> we'll do a correction to this. But I said Cavs and six. And you said, Tyler, that you think it could be five. 
I think it was the other way around, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, whatever. Okay, next, Hopefully last the Cavs call. don't win it all. So, there was a blogger from Iowa that came out and explained why you should root for Scott Frost in Nebraska. And I, you know, after reading that article and him talking about how normally he would root for Nebraska 0-12 and how much, how, how great Scott Frost is for our program and how he would actually root for us to come into second place to Iowa. I, I never thought of Iowa as a rivalry so much, other than the media telling us it should be a rivalry. To, to, to lose to Iowa, and this has been painful for the last three years, cause to, to lose to Iowa is kind of like losing to Iowa State to me. Like, they were nobody. Who cares? It's Iowa. And now that we've lost to them three years in a row, and I'm seeing this uh, Iowa blogger coming out saying how much he hates Nebraska, maybe this is a rivalry. Maybe this is more of a rivalry than I've ever given it credit for. First of all, I said Cavs in six. Tyler said agreed, could see it five, Warriors in seven. Anyway, uh, to that point, yeah, you know, I hope it does become a rivalry against Iowa. Uh, God, we, I think we need one. It makes sense to do it. I don't give a shit what an Iowa blogger says. He's just always trying to troll, so let him die. Tyler, I don't know. You know, I, I think about Iowa bloggers the same way as I think about paint drying. I really don't pay much attention to it. Uh, let them go and have their lesser corn and just sit over there and watch Field of Dreams 30 times because don't really care what they have to say. Hey, be- before, before you skip off, I will say if you have not read that article, read that article. It was a good article. And he did have a lot of good things to say about Nebraska and Scott Frost. Yeah, but there was a lot of spelling mistakes because he's from Iowa and barely knows well, how to read. So He's in fifth grade. Leave him alone. No, he yeah, just no. has that type of writing level. He's actually, <laughs> like, the smartest person in the state. Yeah. And he talks with a lisp. Uh, all right. So do Last you. call to me. Well, I always talk like this, guys. Uh <laughs> Last call to me, and my last call is going to Alabama again with Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban, he's trolling uh, UCF, and he's uh, he says this about UCF's national championship. Uh, I guess anybody has the prerogative to claim anything, but self-proclaimed is not the same as actually earning it. And there's probably a significant number of people who don't respect people who make a self-proclaimed sort of accolades for themselves. Ouch. He's just like following his players' footsteps at trolling the UCF players with their championship rings on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, Is Saban right, though? Yes. Tyler? Yes. He's right. All right, good show, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. No, he's right. I mean, I again, you don't ever want to admit Nick Saban's right, so I'm just going to leave it at that and move on. I, I will say this. When, when the Nebraska coaches that came from UCF have admitted that it's not a national championship and that it has to be earned, I, I think there is legs to what Nick Saban is saying. And the, But I will say that maybe it's not fair they didn't get a shot at it. But at the same time, you can't call yourself a national championship or call, say you won a national championship when you didn't do it. 
I'm interested why he felt the need to address it, though. I'm sure he's asked about it quite a bit, but I, I, I'm guessing that's all it was. It was just addressing the media, and media took took it out of context, like always, because media sucks. Yeah, well, that they do. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. You can find all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. Make sure you check out Husker Hype. Uh, on behalf of Derek and Tyler we want to thank everybody for listening we'll see you next week as always go Big Red! <laughs> <laughs>